According to a new study in The Lancet, cold weather kills 20 times as many people as hot weather. The international study analysed over 74 million deaths in 384 locations across 13 countries, and it also reveals that deaths due to moderately hot or cold weather substantially exceed those resulting from extreme heat waves or cold spells. Lead author Dr Antonio Gasparini told us more. Uh, the main motivation of this study was to produce uh, some evidence coming from multi-country international study on the relationship between outdoor temperature and mortality and also to report these estimates in terms of the attributable burden in, instead of just looking at the relative risks because we felt that this was a measure which could be easily um, interpreted and uh, uh, use it also in a uh, public in a context of public health. Can you talk a little bit about the methodology and how you conducted it? Um, the study is based on uh, um, a relatively uh, sophisticated um, design and statistical methods which uh, have been developed in the uh, last few years and uh, uh, especially the research team here at the London School of Hygiene and Tropical Medicine has, and myself, uh, uh, we have uh, contributed especially in terms of developing um, appropriate statistical methods to uh, analyze the uh, association between temperature and uh, mortality. Um, the study is based on what we call two-stage time series analysis in which uh, first we analyze the association between temperature and mortality in, a in multiple locations. In this case, for these studies, 384 locations within 13 countries around the world. After we have analyzed these, we uh, pull the results in a meta-analysis to obtain some um, aggregated and uh, pooled estimates which could be provided at the country level, the location level or overall across the whole populations included in the study. Can you name which countries you used and why you chose those countries? Uh, the countries are 13 countries around the world are Australia, Brazil, Canada, China, Italy, Japan, South Korea, Spain, Sweden, Taiwan, Thailand, the UK, of course, and the USA. Um, it's important to highlight that this study is not meant to provide a global estimate because uh, these countries have been selected uh, on the basis of a collaborative network we have established with many research teams across the world, and uh, there are entire regions which are not covered at all, for example, Africa or the Middle East. However, we have been able, for the, I think for the first time, to put together uh, what can be, what could be the largest um, data set ever uh, collected for this purpose and uh, also 
exploring the association across population exposed to different climates, but also characterized by different features in terms of socioeconomic characteristics or demographic characteristics. So um, the originality of these studies, the, the main advantage of these studies is the possibility to look at the very broad range of populations instead than focusing on a specific uh, population. Okay, and so results, what did you find? Um, this study um, found, I think, two very important results and uh, this was the first of all the first study consistently comparing the burden related to cold and heat across such a, a broad range of population what we found consistently across population was that cold represents our much more important predictor of mortality if compared to heat and uh, just to uh, provide some quantitative estimates, it looks like cold uh, weather can kill 20 times as many people as a hot weather. This was the first important result. The other important result of this study uh, was about the comparison uh, between what we call extreme temperature, meaning temperature uh, days in which the temperature is very high or very low. If compared to temperature is uh, days in which temperature is non-optimal, but is a mild cold or mild hot temperature. And the surprising results is that actually most of the death attributable and overall to temperature actually occur in or are due to uh, mild cold days. And also for heat, we found that approximately on average across the whole, all countries and all populations, approximately 50% of the mortality attributed to heat is actually attributed to mildly hot days. Um, the first reason these results is important is that so far most of the research and also the related public health policies um, have instead focused on very extreme events and in particular uh, extreme, extremely high days, meaning heat wave days. It's very interesting because it, it makes sense to think that the extreme weather would be more dangerous to you. So can you explain why it is the, the, the mild temperatures that are more dangerous than extreme. Yes, although these results appear counterintuitive and also conflicting with previous evidence, uh, I don't think this is so. Um, the first reason is that uh, is uh, about the measure we chose for reporting the outcome, which is attributable mortality and not just uh, the pure risk of mortality and in fact consistently with all the previous evidence we found that in extremely cold and extremely heat, hot days the risk of mortality is higher the fact is these days are rare 
most of the days are just mildly cold or mildly hot. And just because these days are uh, much more frequent, although they produce, uh, they are responsible for a lower number of deaths, each of them, the sum, the overall burden is much higher during these days. How do you determine whether a death was caused or influenced by the weather or, or by suboptimal weather? Um, as, as I mentioned previously, uh, we have applied quite complex statistical methods and these, these are based on regression models which are able to account for the effects of other predictors, meaning uh, a seasonal effect unrelated to temperature or, for example, uh, different mortality baselines occurring in different days of the week or the effect of other predictors just like air pollution or humidity. From this model we say that the estimate of the association between temperature and mortality is controlled by many other factors and many other predictors which could potentially bias the estimation. Uh, so we are fairly confident, of course, this is an observational study, so we cannot rule out uh, biases in the analysis, but we are fairly confident that we are able to uh, estimate the association while accounting for many potential confounders in our regression model. And did you have to adjust that for each country? The, this model, we, we have used a two-stage analysis, meaning this uh, estimate has been produced for each location mm -hmm. in each country separately. And when we have all these uh, estimates from all the locations, we can aggregate them simply pulling, uh, is summing the contributions for the different temperature components quite the undertaking. So taking all of this into consideration and putting it into practical use, what are the implications for public health planning in all of these different countries? Um, the, I think there are two results which I've already mentioned, which are very important to consider mm -hmm. when planning uh, interventions or policies to prevent uh, uh, non-optimal temperature-related deaths. Um, the first one is that the impact of cold appears to be actually much higher, while in fact, so far, most of the attention and the public health policies have only focused on very extreme hot days. The second one is uh, exactly that we are just looking at what happens in what we call high-risk days, that is, heat waves days, while uh, the burden, meaning the total number of deaths attributed to heat and cold, uh, most of them can actually occur in, uh, let's say, outside 
uh, days which uh, are not matching this definition. So in the pupwood, it was not the purpose of this an epidemiological study. It was not the purpose of this study to identify specific policies or to tell public health experts or practitioners how to change these policies. The main message is that these research should be considered in order to recalibrate, refocus or extend existing policies because the idea is that even if these the, the current policies aiming at heat waves days are very effective, they are able to prevent just a minor part of the total burden of deaths due to non-optimal temperature. 